0: Welcome to The Breakdown with INFB. We're your hosts, Garrett Kelly
1: and Heidi Gant.
0: On today's episode, we're celebrating the month of May and agriculture. The Indy 500 is held each year in Indianapolis on the Sunday before Memorial Day. There's a great deal of pageantry, spectacle, and tradition surrounding the big race. We wanted to take a closer look at the tradition of the Indy 500 winner's celebratory drink of milk.
1: With that in mind, joining us today are Carrie Estes, the 2023 Veteran Milkman, Alex Newen-Schwander, the 2023 Rookie Milkman, and Brooke Williams, Director of Communications at American Dairy Association, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hello.
2: Hi. Thanks for having us.
0: Let's start with the milkmen, Carrie and Alex. So, can you each tell us a little bit about your background, uh, your ag background, and your dairy operation? And we'll start with you, Carrie.
3: Sure. Uh, My story is probably a little bit unusual than the typical dairy farmer that you're going to talk to. Um, I didn't grow up on a dairy farm, Uh, did not have a family farm that was passed on. Um, But it was just something that I would read about, and I guess it was just in my blood. Both of my grandparents had small dairies down in southern Indiana, and I don't even remember those. Those were out of existence before I can even remember. But um, I just loved every aspect of, um, of animal production, uh, forage production, um, labor efficiency, all those kind of things. And, uh, but what really pushed me over the edge was uh, I blame it on my wife. Uh, we decided we wanted to have an occupation that we spent a lot of time with our kids and I think we were successful in picking an occupation where you got to spend a lot of time uh, working together uh, because uh, we, we really underestimated that part. But uh, it's been a great life. So in 2005, we, uh, we started our dairy farm and we, boy, it was tough uh, getting going, but uh, God took care of us and, and uh, we're still in existence today. We milk about 150 cows. Um, we're only family labor. Uh, just hired my first whopping employee, which was my son, uh, after he got married. So we're, we're not a, a big operation, but uh, big enough to keep me uh, occupied. So An amazing story. What about you, Alex?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, a little bit different than Carrie, but um, a lot the same, actually, too. So we, we are a fourth-generation dairy farm. My, my great-grandpa bought the piece of ground, ground that we're on now, and um, we're still here. The buildings and stuff, you know, things have changed a lot over the years. It's a lot different. But you know, Carrie says in his blood. It's in my blood too. I remember growing up as a as a little boy just loving cows, loving uh just the whole aspect of farming. I get to work with my kids. It's just all every, everything about dairy farming. Love the the food that we make, the products that we we get, you know, wholesome milk. That's uh we, we provide for people uh, incredible food 13 essential nutrients there's not many other foods that can that can boast that. So um, just the whole, the whole package is, is just amazing. It's an honest lifestyle, just hard work, and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So.
1: That's great. So Brooke, so these dairy producers have been selected to participate in a time-honored tradition at the track. I, I grew up in Indiana, so I always remember this. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the history of the traditional drink of milk and how the American Dairy Association Indiana works to keep that alive?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the coolest traditions really to talk about, not only in sports as we're, we're learning, but really, um, you know, anytime we could tell the story about dairy farming and Indiana dairy farming, it's just a really, a really cool story that people need to hear about. Um, so we were very fortunate back in 1936 that uh, IndyCar driver at the time, Louis Meyer, um, he had won a couple races, but in 1936, that was the first time that it was photographed that he requested buttermilk. Um, and it was something that he knew from growing up and always quenched his thirst. And so from that point on, there has been this tradition of the drink of milk at the Indy 500. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of people to be thankful for along the way. Since 1936, and 1956, Tony Holman actually declared that milk would always be The beverage that was chosen after after a race. Um, And so, you know, without Tony Holman, without a Louis Meyer, um, the dairy farmers that we have here today may not have been able to, you know, continue that tradition. But but what a great thing that they that they can. Um, And so it's been really cool every year the American Dairy Association, Indiana gets to choose who the Indiana dairy farmer is going to be. Um, And now it's, it's a really cool process because dairy farmers can apply to be this, but more times than not, it's like a nomination from another dairy farmer. Um, And so it's just really cool that, you know, every, every Indiana dairy farmer story is different. Um, And so, you know, every year it's like, it's not a repetitive thing because there's just new excitement around it. It's, where is the location going to be? What is the story going to be? How is the family involved? Um, and so we're really proud that, that we can help tell the stories each and every year.
0: So the veteran milkman and the rookie milkman or person, wh- why the two and kind of what are the different roles? Has there always been two? What's the story on that?
4: Yeah, uh, there have not always been two. So until 2001, that was the first year that an Indiana dairy farmer was actually in victory circle handing off the milk. Um, and as you can imagine, there are a lot of dairy farmers that most of their life is spent on a farm and in their, their own community. And to be on that grand stage, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, and so in 2005, we decided, why not have a rookie per- milk person one year and then the next year make them the veterans so they by the time they're you know, the one kind of showing the new farmer the ropes, they already know what that's going to be like, and they can, you know, present it with a little more detail um, to that farmer. So it's just, it becomes a more natural process, right, than just kind of plucking off an Indiana dairy farmer and putting them on this worldwide stage. Um, Now they're able to to share. Kerry can share his story with Alex of what that was like last year. And, you know, this is what it's going to be like in the chaos right after the race. And, you know, he can explain to him a little bit more um, without being totally blindsided when you're, you know, looking for that bottle of milk at the end and really having to hand it off to the winning driver when there's so much kind of pomp and circumstance um, directly following a win.
1: So speaking of Alex, you're the rookie milkman this year. So what are you most looking forward to um, in this experience as we head deeper into May? And are you rooting for anyone in particular to win? Uh,
2: I'm not rooting for anyone in particular. What I'm mostly looking forward to though is sort of that chaos and, and that uh it's an amazing event. I mean, it is done so well and there's so many people there and there's so much excitement there. Um I'm I'm looking forward to that, that chaos and and uh, obviously, yeah, the biggest, the, the, the reason we're doing it is to hand the, the milk off. So to highlight the milk to everyone is, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and it, what an amazing trophy. It is definitely the coolest trophy in sports.
0: Have you been to the race before, Alex?
2: Yeah, I've been there a few times. Yep, uh, I think three or four times now. It's just electric. I love it whenever the cars start up, you can feel them in your chest. I mean, that is, uh, to be involved
0: further in that,
2: um, I'm really excited about that.
0: Okay, the Wiley vet, Carrie, what's your game plan this year? Did you pick up any uh any good tips during your time as the rookie? And also do you have anybody that that you're looking forward to see winning?
3: Boy, tips. Um I think I am just going to soak this all in. Um I got a I got a taste of it and I'm so excited for Alex um because you don't know what you're in for. This is so cool. <laughs> This is so so amazing um, no I'm just I'm just gonna soak in every single moment and uh, and try to enjoy it and we were talking earlier you you just recently went to
0: your first race what was that like uh, as a spectator for you?
3: Well it was pretty cool it was pretty cool um, you know I always used to listen to it on the radio but to actually be there and see everything um, how they honor our military you know some of the other traditions back home again in Indiana I mean just so powerful. But then for it to be Elio's fourth, so he now advances into a very small group of elite drivers that have won uh, four Indy 500s, and to have that happen right in front of me, he climbs the fence right there in front of me, and then I'm able to watch uh, the whole crowd. Uh, you know, he runs down the backstretch. Nobody leaves, and I'm kind of like trying to figure this all out. I'm like, you know, okay, it's over. You know, okay, you would think everybody, you know, after a ball game, you know, they're, they're leaving before the... The, uh, the final play, you know, nobody leaves, nobody leaves. They wait till he has to come all the way back down the track. He goes up on victory circle and he takes that drink of the bottle of milk. And then everybody started leaving. I was like, that's what they want to see. That's what they're here for. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just drinking this all in pardon the pun. <laughs>
1: Good one. Uh, so what's the actual process of delivering the milk? Like, how do you keep it cool? I know a lot of times the couple of times I've been, it's been very hot that day. So, so what's that process look like?
4: It's one of the most asked questions we get. And we, we get a little offended when, you know, there's a rumor out there of like the milk has been out all day and now they're drinking that it's like the milk has been on ice all morning, all day. Um, so we we're very lucky, actually, you know, Yetis are like the coolest, the coolest thing right now. And so we actually have a partnership with Yeti that they provide the official cooler of the milk person. Um, and so we we load up the cooler with with the bottles of milk. And as you can imagine, there have to be a few in there, right, because the the winning driver gets to choose between whole milk. milk or fat free. And so we have a cooler filled with all of those. Um, And it's kind of under lock and key for most of the day. Um, I mean, truly it's, it's stored in a room and it gets brought out about 25 laps left in the race. Um, The milk person will take the cooler and they'll walk it down and they'll just wait, you know, there are screens in this room that we wait in kind of like a green room. Um, and then as soon as we see who the winner is, the, the cooler gets opened, bottles are there, we're ready to present, Or right? I'm, I'm not ready, but they are ready. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's always very, very cold, almost too cold <laughs> to, to the touch. But you can imagine on such a hot day when they've been, when the drivers have been in those race suits, really how refreshing that, that drink is.
0: I like my milk ice cold. Mm-hmm. Love it. So that sounds Great to me. So, Brooke, if a dairy producer is listening, um, maybe their interest has been piqued. You mentioned, you know, there's a nomination process, but the, you know, uh, what what is the the formal process to to become the milk person or or the requirements to be the milk person?
4: Yeah. Um if anyone is interested, please let us know. Winnersdrinkmilk.com. You can get in touch with us. But it really is just a simple application. And the hardest part truly is the time commitment. Um, as you can imagine, dairy farmers don't take a lot of vacations. They don't take a lot of days away from their farm. Um, but this, this, uh, they have to, um, so at least for a, for a good handful of days leading up to the race and for, you know, media obligations and podcast recordings and things like that. Um, so that used to, that's kind of where, you know, the sticking point is for a lot of these farmers. I think that can be intimidating as far as, you know, being off the farm for a couple of days. But I think Carrie can attest to to it that last year's schedule wasn't too crazy. And, um, you know, you just have to make sure that the the milking hours are covered on the farm and that, you know, uh, the farmers are kind of lucky enough. I think they, sometimes it's a long day. They have to come down for like an early morning event and they can go back up to their farm. Um, But yeah, it's just a simple application and we're always happy to, you know, we want to represent all the, Different types of Indiana dairy farm families, um, and like I said earlier, this this makes it a really a really cool way to do so and to tell the different stories.
1: So, Carrie and Alex both, I'd love to hear what it means to both of you to represent Indiana dairy on an international stage.
3: Well, for me, the dairy farmer was the 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 pinnacle. The, it was the best. It was the the best of the best. I, I looked up to those people so much that I wanted to become one and I did. And so to be actually able to represent dairy farmers, uh, it really is humbling. Uh, It means a lot because um, I know it's not about me, uh, not about my farm. We have a stage and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has opened their arms and embraced Indiana agriculture, specifically dairy farms and this tradition and we've got to take advantage of that. We've got to utilize that. These drivers love it. I mean, you are, Alex, you're going to be blown away. You're going to be, talk about celebrity, you're going to be a celebrity next year because they're like, hey, that's that's a milkman right there, you know? And uh, to represent that, it really is an honor. And uh, not one we take lightly. The reality is that we are people with a passion, that we love what we do, that we're doing the best job we can to feed not just Indiana or the United States, but the world, and do it in the most uh, sustainable way and efficient way that we can.
2: Yeah, and I agree 100% with Carrie. This is a huge stage, it's an amazing opportunity for dairy. We want everybody to know that dairy is an amazing food. Dairy farmers are passionate about how they take care of their animals in that we're passionate about high quality food being put out into the stores for them to buy and to give their kids. Um, we give our kids, I mean, we, it, we're, we're parents, we're dads and moms too. And, and, and um, yeah, I, am just, I'm super stoked for the, the opportunity to, to do it. And, uh, I like, I, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. I'm sure. Just like Carrie said, so I'm, I'm excited about that part too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. Well, Heidi mentioned she's from Indiana earlier. So I'm also from Indiana. Everybody, you know, mainly from Indiana knows about this tradition. Race fans know about it, but are there other opportunities Uh, Or events where milk is highlighted or other roles that the milk people play during the race or the week leading up, other events?
4: I think we're, you know, we're fortunate that it is a worldwide stage. I know um, ever since NBC Sports kind of took over coverage, there's been a lot more interest from their producers to tell the stories of the Indiana dairy farmers. And so they've been really great to help us. You know, even when the milk is being brought in the morning of the race, I mean, they'll meet us in the parking lot. They want to give video coverage of the milk people carrying the cooler. And, you know, they're they really are shining a light on milk um, that day. And I think the more media that that we do, the the more that the word gets out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that weekend, especially, you know, here in Indianapolis, the 500 Festival Parade is happening And, um, you know, this year, these two guys will be up on a parade float. And so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it really is the month of May is such a big deal here in Indiana as everyone, every Hoosier knows. Um, and so I just think it's, it's gaining so much more popularity. Um, and we have a lot of IndyCar drivers that are really, really interested in telling the story as well and helping us tell that story. We've had a great partnership with IndyCar driver, Joseph Newgarden, Um, you know, he's a super creative guy, a lot of energy. Um, he's visited Carrie's farm and, you know, has helping us tell the story of milk. And so you have a driver like that, that races all over the country and, um, is a kind of bigger than life personality. It just helps tell the story that we want to get out there. As Alex mentioned about, you know, how great milk is, how great dairy products are, um, and who the people are behind it that are bringing this delicious product into homes
3: one thing to add to what Brooke was saying. um, One other event is the fastest rookie luncheon that we have. And uh, that was really neat. Um, Got to sit with uh, Christian Lungard and uh, he's like trying to take this in. I mean, he's just a 19 year old kid, you know, getting ready to drive in the Indy, Indy 500. and, And you could just tell there were nerves there and stuff. And, and so he's asking me all these questions about dairy farming, and he pulls out his phone and shows me uh, some dairy farms from back where he was, uh, where he grew up, that were his neighbors. And uh, he gets done, and he has this bottle. He's like, "This is really cool. May I take this home?" And and I thought I thought that was so neat because it's it's a way that that tradition is continued to be carried on. I mean, many of these drivers are foreigners, and so they come in here and they're trying to figure this all out, and it's like this milk thing is a big, big deal. And so uh, to see his excitement and the excitement of the other rookies, I thought that was, um, you know, for those guys that continue on racing here, I thought that's a big deal to, uh, to help carry on that tradition. It's awesome. So I believe the official options for the winner are whole
0: 2% and skim. So dairy farmers, if you won the race, what are you selecting? And Brooke over the years, is there a clear winner that, that ra- uh, that drivers tend to select? Carrie, what are you picking? Whole for me, Alex. I'm
2: taking whole whole milk for sure.
0: Does this poll represent the driver numbers, Brooke?
4: You know it does. Here recently, uh, it was when I first started, which was about ten years ago. I would say there was there was a good, healthy split of of drivers that either wanted whole milk or a lot of them were picking like fat free. Um, but the more honestly that they learned about the tradition. We've now had last year's poll, I can't remember, of the 33 drivers. I want to say there were like 26 drivers or something like that that picked whole milk. And we always get a ride in or two for buttermilk, um, thinking that, you know, buttermilk that Louis Meyer drank back in the 30s is going to taste like the buttermilk you can buy now. And it does not. But we get requests for it. Um, But as of right now, we won't give it to them. We'll just give them whole milk.
1: Nice. Love it. All right. So we wrap up all of our um, podcasts here. Um, Since the podcast is called The Breakdown with INFB, we ask our podcast guests to break down something that's happening in their industry or happening with your organization coming up in the next month or two that you'd like to highlight. So, Brooke.
4: Yeah, um, the month of May for us kicks off a really exciting season. We have all of the Indy 500 festivities and 500 festival uh, festivities. But then after that, we lead right into June National Dairy Month and really telling more of the story about a dairy farm. This year, we're hoping to get um, a lot of community members on a farm. So more to come about where that farm will be and who will be potentially hosting an open house. So uh, wintersdrinkmilk.com will have more information on that. And then that leads right into July, National Ice Cream Month. We have the Ice Cream Social on Monument Circle. Um, This year, it'll be July 13th. Um, So come down and buy an ice cream sundae that's as big as your head. It truly is. Depending who's scooping your sundae, it gets to be a little out of control. But come and do that in July. And then August, the Indiana State Fair. And really, it starts at the end of July now. So, Um, But that carries through August. And we'll have a, a... ton of cheese sculpted into something really magical um, and visit the dairy bar where we always have the most popular grilled cheese and uh, milkshakes that you can buy for a great family-friendly value.
1: Love it. Sounds like a really fun summer coming up. So thank you all three of you for joining us today. This is a really fun one for us and we're looking forward to the month of May. I know that. I, I know I am. I don't know about you, Garrett.
0: Oh, I am. Just wish you both the best of luck. And Alex, bring a notepad. Take notes.
3: (laughs) Thank you you so much. And uh, remember, winners drink milk. Louis Myers proved that. Three Indy 500 wins. So you want to be a winner? You better be drinking your milk. Perfect. Thank you all.
1: Thanks.
0: If you enjoyed our conversation today, make sure to subscribe to The Breakdown with INFB and even rate and review us to let us know how we're doing. For more information, visit infb.org slash podcast.
1: Next month, join us for a conversation with Director of the Indiana State Department of Agriculture, Don Lane.